Hello there, Heritage friends and family. So glad that you are here today. Uh, no matter where you're joining us from, you could be watching on TV today, you could be joining us online or on demand at any time here at heritageqc.com. No matter how you've connected with us here today, we are glad that you are here. We're continuing on our series today called Level Up. And so how do we move from where we are into that next level? So you may be a gamer type and be like, man, I really get that and uh, you're ready to jump to that next level. And some of you go, I don't really understand this whole level thing, but it's all good. No matter where you are, we're glad that you're here and we wanna help you move forward in your own spiritual walk and journey today. So we're gonna be jumping into a conversation around the Holy Spirit. And so there's a lot of ideas about what Holy Spirit is, how it works, who he is, what does that mean? And so we're so glad that we're gonna be able to be able to have that conversation with you here today. As you get ready to transition into worship, one of the great invitations of the Bible is that of freedom. No matter where we find ourselves, we can be kind of caught in all sorts of different things in our lives. Sometimes there's patterns or habits in our lives that we want to break free from, that we want to get away from. Maybe those things are simple or maybe those things are just difficult uh, choices that we just keep making that we don't want to make. But the invitation that Jesus makes for us and that Holy Spirit empowers us to step into is one of freedom. One to be able to move away from those things, to find a new way. And so we're gonna sing and worship about that freedom that we can find in and through Christ today. So I invite you to join and sing along with us.
What a beautiful name it is. I love that we serve a God that is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And every once in a while in our lives, we reach these moments where we just need to call on the Holy Spirit to intercede for us. A couple of years ago, I tried to launch a new small group at a church I was working at. And I, I don't know why, I still don't know why I did this, but there were these three women that I was like, I need to get these three women in a room because they all need community. I had a girl who I will describe as a progressive bohemian, a girl I would describe as a very conservative former missionary, and the third girl was classic and classy, for lack of a better way to describe her. And we all got into a room, and I was like, this is going to go so well. We sat down, and one of, one of the women looked at everyone else in the group and said, I'm not going to talk, and don't expect me to ever share anything about myself. And I just sat there in this moment on our first meeting, and I thought, oh no, what have I done? Clearly this was a leadership fumble putting these women together. I should have found a better place for them to connect. But the Holy Spirit decided to come in and do something wonderful. I had to pray one of those hands-off prayers, you know, where it's like, Jesus, like, Holy Spirit, we need you to do something because clearly what I did is not working. <laughs> but that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives and He will work in our lives when we ask. And so as we go into today's message where we'll be talking about the Holy Spirit, I want us to have a hands-off prayer. So would you pray with me? Dear Lord, we know that you are wonderful and beautiful and you have such great plans for our lives. You want to be working in us and through us. So God, here we are, hands off, waiting to hear from your Holy Spirit. God, we pray that you will open up our hearts and our minds to hear what it is that you want to speak to us today. God, I pray that you would give us the courage to listen with abandonment. And God, I pray that you would give us the courage to obey once we've heard from you. Pray all of this in your holy and precious and powerful name. Amen.
Awesome. Well, good morning, Heritage. How are you? It is a great privilege for me to be with you. My name is Chris. And uh, hey, I just want to say really quickly, some of you are aware of this, some of you aren't. And that is, is uh, this happens to be a month where we just try and thank the staff uh, of Heritage for all the things that they do. And uh, but just before I say something about that, can we just thank the worship team, many of which are volunteers and the tech team and all the team that just helps us. And uh, those of you who greeted us today, and obviously, Matt, when you go pick up your kids, if you have kids, if you can thank them for serving back there, I just think that would be awesome. But um, and because I'll tell you right now, I would rather be in a fetal position um, than helping other people's children because... Uh, that's just not my thing, it, it, but it is their thing, and I'm so thankful for them. Like, I really, really am. Like, I would be more petrified to go be in a room with, like, three- and four-year-olds than I am standing here in front of you right now. Um, and so, I, whatever, the, but I, so let's just thank them for what they do. Can we do that? And, uh, yeah, so when you go pick up your kids, thank them. But, hey, this is, you know, just that month, and so I just want to, not me, don't write a note to me, but write a note to the people uh, maybe on staff here at Heritage. You can find them online. Um, and just write them a note and just say, hey, thank you so much for serving. Uh, so blessed by your serving. And let's just do that for them as a, as a token of our appreciation. Can we do that together? Okay. Okay. Now, um, uh, you don't need it, but I need it. We're going to pray and then get into what Holy Spirit, I think, wants to say to us in the next few moments. Okay. So, Holy Spirit, would you illuminate the powerful word of God? Come in the next few moments, open up our hearts and our lives to what you want to say to us. I'm very aware of the fact that there are people in this room that do not have a relationship with you. There are others in this room that do have a relationship with you, but are highly distracted. I pray in the next few moments that you would speak directly to our hearts and our spirits and that we would be changed by the working and the power of Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I want you to think about something that when you first thought about it, when you first heard about it, you thought it was weird. Like online dating. Like the first time you heard about that. Now, this is weird. Or, or the first time you heard about sushi or escargot, or something like that. I mean, you just thought, the first time you heard about that, you just thought, that's just kind of weird. Or first time you heard about buying groceries online, like, that's just kind of weird, you know? Or, or the first time you heard the word Holy Spirit, two words actually, Holy Spirit. Now, I know some of you are already freaking out, because I've already said that name about a dozen times in the last three minutes, and you're saying, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's supposed to be the Holy Spirit. Well, if I introduced you to my wife, would I introduce you to her as the Mary? No, I would introduce you to her as Mary. Holy Spirit is a person. It's not an it. He's the third person of the Trinity. And today we're going to talk about Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. Some of you, as soon as I say Holy Spirit, you freak out. And the reason you freak out is because um, when you think of Holy Spirit, you just think of people that are weird. Because maybe you've seen something on television uh, maybe you had a friend that was just weird about Holy Spirit. Maybe you walked into a church where weird things were happening. And because of that, whenever you hear the name Holy Spirit, you just kind of like, eh. and, and so what ends up happening is, is that you end up avoiding Holy Spirit. And the minute you begin to avoid Holy Spirit, you miss out 
on his power in your life. You miss out on the things that he wants to do in your life. You miss out on the incredible joy and contentment and fulfillment that God wants to give you through Holy Spirit. So let me ask you this question. How many of you have one thing in your life that needs to be changed about yourself? You'd be, now, how many of you, you don't have anything, but the person next to you, you know they've got things in their life that need to be changed. Okay? I mean, we all do, right? We all have areas in our life. You know, marriage, parenting. Maybe we deal with depression or anxiety. Maybe we have an addiction, alcohol. Maybe we've got, you know, maybe we're addicted to porn and we don't want anyone to find out about it. We've got this whole secret double life that nobody knows. Maybe we deal with fear. Maybe we're dealing right now with some kind of temptation. Maybe we deal with loneliness. Maybe it's forgiveness that we deal with. We just cannot bring ourselves to forgive a certain person or people in our lives. And so we're walking around with a certain sense of bitterness in our life. Or maybe for us, we're trying to reach other people's expectations. We're living this performance life just to try and meet other people's expectations. Maybe for some of us, we're trying to spend our way into happiness. And so we've got this debt out there just to try and spend our way. And here's the thing. Changing those areas in our life, changing the areas in our life that need to be changed is the work of Holy Spirit. He's the one that comes and changes us from the inside out. He's the one that brings God's power to us. But here's the thing. If we think the Holy Spirit is weird, kind of like you're probably thinking that Chris Conrad is weird right now. But if, if you think that Holy Spirit is weird, then what happens is you'll begin to avoid Holy Spirit. You won't have anything to do with him. And when you decide not to have anything to do with him, then the enemy gets everything he wants. He says, aha, you think Holy Spirit is weird. You want nothing to do with him. And because of that, you have now cut yourself off from the power that God wants to give you to change that area of your life. And we miss out on the joy and the peace and the freedom and the contentment and the forgiveness of other, for others and the quality of life that God wants to give us. All because we think Holy Spirit is weird. I have this, I, um, I have this great appreciation for Christian author and writer, a gal by the name of Christine Kane. And Christine Kane, I was actually in the room when she said this. She said, Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. And they do things in the name of Holy Spirit. I think that's absolutely right. I don't think Holy Spirit is weird at all. I think sometimes immature people tag themselves as operating in the things of Holy Spirit, and they just freak people out. Now, how many of you remember, how many of you remember when you were like, I don't know, five, six, seven years old, and you got in your, one of your parents' cars and sat in the driver's seat and pretended that you were driving. Remember doing that when you were a kid? Okay. You couldn't wait till you got your driver's license. You finally got to drive. Now here's the thing. You had all this potential, right? You had an engine, you had a transmission, you had all, you had all this potential, but you didn't know how to activate it. And praise God that you didn't activate it in that moment. Or she would have, you know, driven right through the garage, right? Or something like that, right? You would have killed people, right? And, and so, praise God, you didn't. But here's the thing. In the same way, you and I have access to this incredible power source called Holy Spirit. And God has given us a license, and he wants us to activate the work of Holy Spirit in our lives. There's so much potential in the relationship with Holy Spirit 
that we just need to key in on. Imagine something with me. Imagine that you were an eyewitness to the work of Jesus. Imagine you watched him feed 5,000 people with just a few loaves and a couple of fish. Imagine you watched him turn blind eyes into eyes that could see. You watched him heal people that have been paralyzed their entire life. You watched him bring back people that were, that, that were fully dead. Not mostly dead, as in Prince's Bride, but fully dead. And, and bring them back to life. You saw that happen with your own eyes. And, and, and then there was this day when Jesus said, after about three years of ministry, he said, it is better for you if I go away. And in that moment, you said, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, Jesus, this is cool. Like, we've never seen anybody do the kinds of things that you're doing. What do you mean it's better if you go away? And then Jesus continued, and he said, I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Say truth. Say it again. He leads into all truth. The, word cannot re excuse me, the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. And he doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and he lives with you now and later will be what? In you. Now that thought right there was revolutionary to the people that were listening to it. It's not revolutionary to you, but it's revolutionary to the people that, that were listening to what? Listening to Jesus' words that day. Why? Because up to that point, the Holy Spirit only rested on people. He never lived in people. In the Old Testament, we have different places where the Holy Spirit would come on people. He would come on a guy by the name of Samson and give him supernatural power to do things. But he didn't live inside of Samson. Now, I want to back up the cart just a bit. God the Heavenly Father loved you so much. He was so crazy in love with you that he sent his son to earth. And Jesus came here to live a life, to give us an example of God's love and of his power. But then he died so that you and I could experience forgiveness. See, all of us have sinned. All of us have messed up. And the price tag for that is death, eternal death. But Jesus came and he died on a cross for our sin, in our place, so that we could experience his forgiveness. And if you've never begun a relationship with God, you need to know that he's crazy in love with you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. And he's inviting you this morning to begin that relationship. But once we begin that relationship, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a few minutes to pray and invite Jesus Christ into your life and begin that relationship. But once we begin that relationship, and for some of you, you did that six months ago, you did that a decade ago, you did that several decades ago. Once we've done that, once we've done that, then all of a sudden, we become clean. We're clean on the inside. There's this passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that says this, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. We're brand new people. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. God made Jesus, 
who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We might become righteous. We might become pure. So what difference does it make that we're now clean? The difference is, is that now Holy Spirit can live inside of us. See, prior to that, we were sinful, and so God couldn't live in the presence of sin like that. But once Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin, and once we begin a relationship with him, then we are made clean on the inside, and now Holy Spirit can live inside of us, and now we have the powerful engine of God living inside of us. That be, he wants to begin to change us from the inside out. But if we're afraid of Holy Spirit, then we never tap into all that he has for us. See, how does God change us? He changes us through the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. That's what he said. You'll receive power. And, and then throughout the New Testament of the Bible, there are all these examples of the kinds of things that Holy Spirit does. For instance, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Galatians chapter 5. He produces love and joy and peace and patience. Anybody need patience in the room? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Since we were living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in what? Every part of our lives. So just as we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we need a relationship with Holy Spirit. We need to stop pretending that it's weird. And we need to open up our hearts and our minds and our spirits to everything the Holy Spirit wants to do for us. So let me give you four very simple, very practical things. Now, I, I've never, I don't think I have anyways, I don't think I've ever held a, can I describe, even if you didn't get one on the way out, on the way in, I want to encourage you to grab one of these on the way out just because of the resources I'm about to talk about in just a minute. The initial steps in your relationship with the Holy Spirit, number one, increase your awareness of Holy Spirit. To start having a conversation with him. He's not an it. He's a as I said, he's the third person of the Trinity. Tell him you want to get to know him. James 4.8 says, draw close to God or come close to God and, and God will come close to you. Okay, Chris, well, how do I do that? Number one, read God's word. Do a, do a word study on Holy Spirit. Go to BibleGateway.com. Just, you know, Google that, BibleGateway, whatever. And then just do a, do a word study once you get there. And you can use another app. I don't care. Uh, but just do a word study of Holy Spirit. Just type in Holy Spirit and then look at every place where Holy Spirit is mentioned in the New Testament and begin to learn more about who he is and the kind of work that he does in our lives. You might want to consider reading a book. Oh my goodness, how I wish that you would do this. Scott McKnight, which is one, he, Scott is one of the top five New Testament scholars in the world today, and he grew up in a very traditional church that kind of, just like I did. Oh my goodness, I wish I had another hour. I, can I just be brutally honest with you? I was afraid of the work of Holy Spirit in my life. I'm 55 years old. I lived, I grew up in a phenomenal church, but it was afraid of Holy Spirit. I, I was afraid of Holy Spirit until five or six years ago in my life. True story. And I have missed out on so many things that God, through the Holy Spirit, wanted to do in my life. And so I'm on a campaign. I'm begging you. Scott grew up in a very nice traditional church, but they were afraid of Holy Spirit. And he wrote this great, great book, Open to the, Open to the Spirit. I just, it's not weird. It's not strange at all. It's just downright good. 
My friend, Stephen Elliott, wrote this book called Signs and Wonders. He's, he happens to be um, a, a great guy from our tradition. I, some of you don't, wouldn't know this, even realize it, which is totally cool. Heritage happens to be part of this network of churches known as the Wesleyan Church. And, and Steve is a, um, he's a scholar, he's kind of a, uh, he teaches at one of our universities, and he wrote this book about uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's a great book. Francis Chan, who's a, a pretty popular Christian speaker today, uh, wrote Forgotten God, Reversing Our Tragic Neglect of the Holy Spirit. It's a great book. The God I Never Knew by Robert Morris. I just, I'd recommend those books to you. Uh, you might want to write, excuse me, watch a message or two. Uh, that are much better than the message I'm giving this morning by Robert Morris uh, at Gateway Church. And, and by the way, I've screened these messages on purpose for you. I've watched them. Uh, go in and search uh, at his church, Gateway Church, uh, just search in, there, in the message file called The God I Never Knew and watch a couple of those messages. Or Carl Gulley at Antioch Church in Waco, Texas. Um, for those of you who are nutty like this, uh, this is Chip and Joanna Gaines Church. This is the church they actually attend. Um, it's, a, it's a great, great church. And Carl Gulley spoke, uh, Carl spoke uh, in uh, February of 2020, did this whole series on uh, the supernatural, who is the Holy Spirit. And it's a great, very balanced, very, very balanced couple of messages. And I would highly encourage you to, to, to just grow in your understanding of who, Spirit, who Holy Spirit is. Number two, give him your attention. Again, Galatians 5.22, let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Allow him to... to to guide your life. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk with or on wine, which leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you, this is a whole other message for a whole other day. What is your crutch? I, I've never been tempted to get, you know, to get uh, absolutely plastered by alcohol. That's not been one of my, but my temptation is, comes in a whole lot of other different ways. Workaholism, trying to impress other people, all that kind of stuff. What is your crutch? And what Paul is encouraging us here is, don't rely on your crutch, rely on Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Where do you, ah, oh man, I wish I had another hour. Where do you go when you're stressed out to try and get relief? Where do you go? Do you go to the garage? Do you go to the basement? Do you go to your phone? Do you go to the television? Where do you go? And the invitation here is, don't go there. Instead, be filled with the Holy Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need you right now because I'm feeling stressed out or I'm feeling confused or I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling angry. My kids, are gonna, my kids are driving me nuts, and I don't know what to do. Holy Spirit, I need to give my daughter, I need to give my son a good answer, and I don't know what to do. Holy Spirit, I'm really frustrated with my spouse right now, and I need an answer right now. We, in those moments, invite Holy Spirit to speak to our lives. Speak to me, Holy Spirit, right now, in this moment. And he'll do it. He'll do it. If we'll ask him, he will do it. Number three, focus more on the transformational work than on the supernatural gifts. Don't get all tripped up about people speaking in tongues and having a prayer language. Don't get all tripped up about that. 
So many people say, oh my goodness, if, if we're going to get really tuned into the Holy Spirit, then that means that weird things are going to happen. No, 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 no. Remember what we said about John 14, verse 6? The Holy Spirit leads us into all what? Remember? You said that earlier? Truth about who you are. Would you remind me, Holy Spirit, that I am a favorite daughter or a favorite son of the Most High God? Would you mind me, remind me, Holy Spirit, of the promises that you have for me? In other words, focus more on his work, not on the other things that are out here. I'm, I'm not against others, but I'm just saying, all too often we focus on those things when we think of Holy Spirit instead of focusing in on his life-changing work. The worship team's going to come out. Number four, don't limit what you allow him to do in your life. Please don't limit what you allow him to do in your life. Don't say any longer these words, that's just who I am. Oh, that's just who I am. I just get angry. I just fly off the handle. That's just who I am. I just, I gossip. That's just who I am. I eat myself into oblivion. That's just who I am. I try and find my, my happiness through spending. That's just who I am. I just try and work. That's just who I am. I go into the basement. That's just who I am. I do this. I do that. No. You are a new creature in Christ, in Jesus Christ. And he wants to fill you with his power. He wants you to be different. Can I just ask you this question kind of in closing, which coming out of a preacher's mouth means absolutely nothing, but I really am planting this point. How, okay, this is just us, right? How many, of you, how many of you have ever watched someone go to church week in, week out, week in, week out? They've had an issue in their life. Everybody knew they had an issue in their life, but it never got changed. But boy, they were at church every Sunday. How many of you have known like one person like that in your life? Can I tell you, hey, the rest of us, by the way, you feel that way? You just, you don't want to be mean. Um, you know why that happened? Because they didn't allow Holy Spirit to work in their life the way he wanted to. On Monday of this week, today is Sunday, this last Monday, Holy Spirit made me aware of some things in my own life that need to be changed. And because of that, I just, man, throughout the week, I've invited Holy Spirit to bring change to those very areas of my life. I'm a work in progress. So are you. But it's the work of the Holy Spirit that does that. And instead of being afraid of him and freaked out by him, he's inviting us this morning to open our lives and our hearts to his work. So would you do me a favor? Would you close your eyes for just a minute or... If not, may I don't put your head down just for a second, not for long. But I want to invite you to do something kind of bold. First of all, if you've never opened up your heart to a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you'd like to do that this morning, you recognize, man, I've never actually taken that step. You mean God is actually wildly in love with me? Like he cares for me that much? If you've never opened up your heart to a relationship with him, would you do me a favor in this moment? Would you just signify that? I, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not even looking because it's not between me and you. It's between you and God. But would you in this moment just raise your hand just to him? 
and say, God, I've never begun a relationship with you, but in this moment right now, I want to do that. And I just want to encourage you right now, you need to know that God is wildly in love with you, and right now he's saying to you, ah, I've waited your whole life for this moment. And he's saying to you, right now I'm forgiving you of your sin. I'm transforming you into the person I created you to be. And you can walk out of here now clean. And I pray in Jesus' name that you'd have that sense. And I, I'd even pray that you'd make a next bold step and you'd come tonight to explore relationship. Pray that you do that. But this next ask is going to be for probably a few more of us. I wonder how many of you in the room would be willing to say, you know, Chris, there's some areas in my life that I know need to be changed. And if I was really honest, I haven't allowed the Holy Spirit's power to penetrate that area of my life. And I want to make a commitment this morning to do that. And so in this moment right now, I'm going to ask you to do something very bold. And by the way, if I was sitting, I would be joining you in this and I would be standing. I want to encourage you right now just to stand and say, I need the Holy Spirit's power in this area of my life. And you would stand in this moment and just say, Holy Spirit, I want you to, to begin to come and change me from the inside out. Holy Spirit, I want to get to know you more. I'm tired of thinking you're weird. I'm tired of living devoid of your power. Praise God. Holy Spirit, you see these folks that are standing. And I just pray in Jesus' name that they would begin a journey today of continually open up, opening up their hearts and their spirits and their minds to you and all that you want to say to them and all that you want to teach them and how you want to empower them from this day on. Some people in this room are going to be changed right here and right now. Others, it is going to be a journey, but that is no less a sign of your work in their life. So we open up ourselves to your work in our lives, and we just say, teach us. Take us on a journey of getting to know you better. Just as we get to know a, another human being, and we get to know their background, get to know their life, and begin a relationship with them, Holy Spirit, we want to come to know you better so that you can release all that you have for us. Now, if you're still sitting, that's, would you mind standing so that we're all standing? Holy Spirit, now we just ask you as our way maker to continue to make a way in our lives. Would you continue to guide and direct and lead us? We're thankful for your love for us. Help us to trust you and to move into all that you have for us with wild abandon, I pray. In Jesus' name.
Darkness, my God. 
day that we're rescued and stepped into the fullness of life in Jesus is a glorious day. And I love that that's really where our story begins. It's then that we receive Holy Spirit as well, who leads us into the way that we should go. I'm grateful for the great gift of Holy Spirit himself. And I'm grateful for the way that Pastor Chris has unpacked our hope of Holy Spirit and what he does in and through each of us. But you know, singing and celebrating in the Word are really just a couple of the ways that we worship, that we express the work of Holy Spirit in us. Another really practical way of doing that is through the giving of the treasure that God has entrusted to us. Every time we give, we give out of a sense of faithfulness, of trust, and of expectancy. It's evidence of God at work in us. And I want to thank you for the ways that you have faithfully given through the ministries of heritage now and in the past. You know, because of your faithfulness, your radical generosity, we were recently able to provide a couple of guitars for our Kiwani family that they are using your act of worship in expressions of worship in their own space. I love that, how God is bringing his story full circle in and through us together. If you'd like to give to the Ministry of Heritage, you can do that in a number of ways. Online at heritageqc.com, through the Church Center app, or at any of our physical locations, or by mailing in your contribution. Just use the information on the screen below. Now, starting this week, we have Explore Relationship, a series of five conversations where we discover how to know and tell the story of God, how to tell our own story, how to engage with scripture, and how to pray. 
It's a great environment if you're looking to take your next step in connecting in relationship with God, others, and your purpose. I really encourage you to check it out. It's not too late to register or to join in this weekend. Finally, we are so excited about celebrating life change as people step into the waters of baptism in just a couple of weeks. The very first thing that Jesus invites us to do as we follow him is to be baptized. So if baptism is your next step, again, use the Church Center app or heritageqc.com in order to let us know that's your next step. And a member of our team will follow up with you and help get you ready to declare publicly that you are free to live in Jesus. We celebrate all God is doing and saying in these days. And we can't wait to press in to all he has for us. We'll see you next week.